You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and our show handle at Locked On Hornets. Rick Bennell wrote a piece in the Charlotte Observer, recapping all of Mitch Kupchak's comments, broke them down into something nice and condensed for us to follow and give our thoughts on. We'll get to that the first two segments. And then Bleacher Report, Greg Schwartz, writing for Bleacher Report, came up with a Charlotte Hornets trade idea. He had an article about every team that missed the playoffs and one offseason trade that they could make. Do we like the one that he proposed for the Charlotte Hornets? We'll get to that and see where that conversation takes us in the last segment of the day. But now let's get to some of these bullet points that yes, we please. deem the most important that Rick mm-hmm. Bennell talked about because Mitch Kupchak addressed it in his exit day interview. The first one I want to get to, the one I think is the most important or one of them out of the top six bullets is this. He said, quote, after saying last offseason, this is what Rick wrote, after saying last offseason that upgrading overall, uh, overall talent far outweighed any positional need, Kupchak now believes he can focus more in specific areas. And clearly, he's talking about the center position, given what we know this team values there, given what Cody Zeller's comments were in the exit interview, given how James Borrego played his centers, going with PJ more so at the small ball five, he wants a bigger guy, right? This is not news to anyone. So when you're talking about focusing on a specific position more so than just adding overall talent. I, I I think when Mitch was addressing this, he still was kind of dipping his toe in that water, but not necessarily diving all the way in saying we're only looking for a center, but that they can maybe focus a little bit more with positional need a little more than talent, but not outright that way. What do you think of that comment and how would you approach it? If you're look, um, the center position was a problem. The center position was a massive problem. So if he's focusing specifically on center, um, I don't necessarily blame him Walker. Quite honestly, at this point, we're at the point where this team needs to address rebounding, defense, defending and blocking shots and protecting the rim and preventing paint points. All of that can be done in one position if you do it right. Key word being, if you do it right. So I'm I'm there. For, I, I totally believe in what Mitch believes in on this one. I just want to see him enact this plan because the center position is looking kind of sparse out there, guys. Like So either you're overpaying in the trade market to get one, whether it's by draft, or whether you're talking about Miles Turner, or you're looking to overpay somebody like Andre Drummond, which gag me with a spoon right now. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to put it this way. Yeah, like you're gonna overpay for a center this year. I think that's the one thing you kind of worry about is how are you going to get a center for just decent market value? Because it feels like everybody knows the Hornets need a center. And how do you pay for one without having to overpay or pay through picks? And I I just don't see it. Yeah. And so when I look at this via the NBA draft, can you focus on 
just a specific need over overall talent. It's a age old radio debate. Do you draft for need or do you draft for talent? Uh, I you always subscribe. I always subscribe to drafting the best available player, regardless of what position he plays. And that always kind of falls into the subconscious of what a GM truly thinks. If you've got a same grade for a guy that fits your profile, fits what you need, and you got a same grade on a guy that maybe doesn't fit that need, of course, you're going to go with the guy that fits the need. And so some of this is a little bit nuanced when you discuss that. I would say I don't want to reach for a big guy if he is five spots below your big board and there's somebody that's five spots above that big guy available for you. I do not want to do that. We differ a little in how big of a need the center position is. I want to go after some big man depth. I think Cody Zeller was better than what most people give him credit for this season, but I also know that you need somebody like that just don't avoid the way more talented player or even just more talented player, the better prospect by trying to reach for a big guy. When at that position, we'll go to what we've done the last couple of draft conversations we've had, Nada. At that position, there does seem to be a higher frequency that you can wait and then hit in the later first round and or in the second. Evan Mobley is the only guy, in my opinion, that really seems to be picking up a lot of steam as who people should pick maybe in the top 10 or something like that. Like, I I don't know enough. I haven't done film study on Isaiah. I I don't know about Isaiah Jackson as much, who I just know that he's 6'11 and a tall guy that people might consider in that range. You know, there was a couple of other really tall guys in the draft that are going to be, you know, top 16, maybe whatever. Um, Kai Jones, I know is somebody that's interesting, right? So I just don't want to reach if, if they're further down the board, because Mitch Kupchak is starting to think, Hey, maybe we're just uh, a center or power forward away from taking that next step. To me, at least if we're going to start talking about big guys, the only guy that seems to be worth it for me, at least it is Mobley. Like that's that's where I'm at. Like I've looked at I've looked at some of the other younger guys. They don't have the footwork. They don't have the polish. They don't have the scoring the, the skill set right now. So if you're telling me let's go get Kai Jones, who may be tall and may end up being a Jared Allen type, then hey, um, yeah, I'm good on that. Especially when we're like you have to look at this as maximizing the seven year window to convince Lamelo to stay here. I think that's the other thing about this is that you have seven years to convince him, or at least you have a max of seven years. Who knows? That may be cut short. You have to continually prove that this team is worth it to stay and that it's marketable and that you can win. Unfortunately, that means you're on a timetable and you can't afford to make as many mistakes. And granted, that takes some of that takes luck. But if you're going to talk about paying out the nose, like, I I know that people are like, why are you talking about a 2% chance thing happening, Nada? But for me, this 2% chance thing is the only thing that I think just continues the upward growth. This team made a step. It needs, needs to make another big step in order to continue growing. And the only way to do that, and I'll continue to say this all summer until he's drafted by someone else, is Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley is the only way forward for this team, or at least that's the way I see it. Well, and if that doesn't happen, then you're going to look to free agency and we can get to that in just a moment as well, because that was also something that Mitch Kupchak addressed. First, I want to talk to you guys about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, 
tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. It's cherry ice, citrus, and also mint. The Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy right now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, or on the go, even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery uh, already down. So Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NBA Network listeners, you can go to Lucy.com and use promo code locked on NBA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum or the lozenges. That's lucy.com and use promo code locked on NBA at checkout. So again, uh, you also can go again, lucy.com locked on NBA at checkout. I have to give this disclaimer as well. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is the addictive chemical lucy.com and be sure to use that promo code locked on NBA. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the free agents, other areas that the Charlotte Hornets can address some of the needs. It's coming up next locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. Lamelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend 30 to 50 or 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? That's where rockauto.com comes in. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourself first. So again, I ask, why do you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as we're recording, the news comes in basically as we're on the mic. Sham Sharania, he has some breaking news on the Hornets at this time. He says the Charlotte Hornets are planning to pick up the team option on head coach James Borrego's contract for the 2021-2022 season. That's what sources tell the Athletic and Stadium. He would then quote tweet that and say, the Hornets were vying for home court advantage this season prior to extended absences for Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball and have upgraded player development under Borrego. Charlotte made play in tournament this month and has young core progressing under staff into next season. So a nice little praise for James Borrego from Shams as well. Um, 
not surprising at all. This is something that Mitch Kupchak also talked about in his exit interview. He said James Brago did a great job last season. Of course, this all being despite the Hornets having the end of the regular season that they did, losing five games in a row, and then the bad one against the Pacers in the play-in, the sixth. I know you're a fan of this, Nada. Not surprising at all to see Shams put this out there. Quite honestly, if, you were, if you're surprised, you weren't paying attention. Like, that, that's the thing. And I hate to put it this way, but the line of demarcation now, for an intelligent fan and a not so intelligent fan, if you or you root for the Hornets, is tell me what you think of JB. That is the line of demarcation right now. That is where if you think that JB hasn't done a good job, you think he's a below average coach, this, that, and the third. I'm sorry, you quite frankly are an idiot. <laughs> so that is the now that that's I'm sorry, that's the line of demarcation now. That is the line. So if you're if you think JB has done a good job but he has some things to work on, cool. I can work with you. If you think that JB needed to be fired at any point in this season, I'm sorry, I cannot work with you. There is not a discussion to be had, and quite frankly, I can spend better uses of my time playing in traffic than discussing JB with you. According to Nada, what is the bigger line of demarcation? Is it wanting to fire James Borrego or thinking Miles Bridges does not have an impact on the game when he scores four points in a contest? It's JB now. It's JB. It's okay. JB. It used to be it the Miles, be Miles, but we've Bridges. transitioned. Because like, you know what happened? Mm-hmm. Miles Bridges started making bigger impacts on the game, and now people can't ignore it. That's why. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. That does make a lot of sense. So we talked about the NBA draft need uh, over overall talent, something that we'll be discussing quite a bit here uh, over the next um, over the next few months as we enter the offseason, but also the free agency market. You know, we're going to see the Charlotte Hornets spend some of that cap space. You know, Mitch Kupchak said he anticipates the Hornets could have as much as, you know, close to $30 million plus in cap space, but you do have to consider the cap holds and the qualifying offers for the restricted free agents. So we'll see how it all ends up after that. Uh, But this is something that Mitch Kupchak does have at his disposal. He said, Uh, this about free agency. He believes the Hornets are more of a potential free agent destination with the additions of Gordon Hayward and rookie star LaMelo Ball. And he also said the Hornets need more experience on the roster, which you would bring in via trade or free agency, as reflected by the blowout loss to the Indiana Pacers in Tuesday's play-in game. Let's address the destination part here first, Nada. He says that he believes this is a more attractive destination with LaMelo and Gordon. I think there is certainly some truth to that. I don't think that you look at this Hornets team as a complete joke anymore. Is it enough to compete with maybe some of the other teams you have in your mind to be, let's say you have the same offer as, I don't know, another somewhat promising franchise out there. Are the Hornets attractive enough to compete with a lot of different franchises? See, I feel like this is a yes and no question. Yes, because they're one of the few, they're like what, one of three or four teams that have more than $20 million in cap space. So, yeah, you, you're going to be a little bit more attractive because you have a little bit more money. At the same time, you got to remember who you're competing with. You're competing with the Knicks, who have 50-plus million in cap space, and, oh, yeah, are probably going to bring back a whole bunch of folks. You have the—and, mind you, are, at this point, look like they know what they're doing. Now, granted, it's the Knicks, so who knows? You have Dallas that has 20-plus million and has Luka and has, uh, and has Chris Porzingis. 
You have the Spurs who have a lot of money. Now, granted, the Spurs are probably not more attractive than you, but who knows? And then there's you. So you just it's not necessarily that they're an attractive free agent destination. It's just that they happen to be on a little bit of a higher ground this year at this point. So you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't think they're a more attractive destination. I just think they happen to have cap space this year. That's all. I think they're. I think they're a more attractive destination. I, I think Lamelo Ball, Nada. I think he changes a lot. I think people see him, and I think they find the value in playing alongside him. He really helped Miles Bridges along with Miles himself, by the way. This is not to take any credit away from him. And if you've heard us the last two months, all we've done has been locked on Miles Bridges, even more so than Mello because he's been out. But at one point we were locked on LaMelo and Miles Bridges. That connection grew to be so strong. You also don't have Terry Rozier fall off, even if you draft another point guard. Maybe that's the case a little with Devontae, but I don't even know if it's so much LaMelo coming in and hurting Devontae's game. It's just that Devontae would go through shooting slumps and even again some of the advanced stats would point to Devonte having somewhat of a better year than a lot of people would give him credit for Lamelo's fun i think Lamelo being here in charlotte i think miles being fun and here in charlotte seeing the talent on the roster maybe even looking at sham's tweet saying hey this was a team trying to fight for that four spot before they had a couple of injuries go against them this is a talented team and my ego is big enough to where i could join this roster and i could take them over the hump I think there is that here more so than there used to be, and I think Lamelo is a huge reason. No, why. I get, I get why you say Lamelo is a huge reason why, and I don't blame you. I mm-hmm. like for me, and I guess this is where I'm at. This for me, they still need to take another step, and I really want to believe in this team, but they got to show me. I I can't just believe. I I'm way too familiar with the 2016 experience and what they're going to have to do. Like there, I'm still a skeptic of whether they're going to put this all together. I think the pieces are in place to put it all together to be a sustainable winner. I still, they still just got to show me. I don't believe them right now. And unfortunately I don't want to be in that spot where I don't believe them, but unfortunately I just can't for right now. Well, we just talked about Mitch Kupchak saying they might need some more experience on the roster. One way to do that is free agency. Another way to do that is trade. We'll talk about a hypothetical trade proposed by Greg Schwartz of Bleacher Report in the next segment. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC. MMA action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on let's talk hypothetical trades coming up next locked on hornets podcast This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. (laughs) I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bleacher Report article, not it's by Greg Schwartz. He comes up with the piece, one trade every team could make that missed the playoffs. You don't have to scroll down very far to see the Charlotte Hornets proposal, and this is what he has. He has the Charlotte Hornets trading the 2023 second round pick they collected in the Gordon Hayward acquisition from Boston, sending that back to Boston in exchange for Tristan Thompson. His idea is that the Celtics would save close to $10 million against the cap as their, ascent, as their incentive, along, of course, with recouping their pick that they gave up in order to get the trade exemption just so they didn't get rid of Gordon Hayward for absolutely nothing. They were able to have that $30 million trade exemption. And uh, again, they sent a couple of second round picks in order to do, this, uh, do so. So or they, they get the second round pick back that they had anyway. Is this worth it for the Charlotte Hornets? Again, 2023 second round pick going back to Boston in exchange for Tristan Thompson. What was, Walker, we like we go over like well, let me peel back the curtain a little bit. So we go over some of these topics before we start recording this podcast. And I remember scrolling down to this thing cuz you know I thought it was a decent decent little trade uh, proposal that was coming my way. Walker, what was the first thing I said when you what, what was the first thing you heard me say when I read this thing out? Uh, I think it was just noises. I don't know if I remember any words. They were just negative noises. Clearly, you were against it, basically just by the sound of opening your mouth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because again, I, I, I was <laughs> like, thank you. It was just no, no. <laughs> there's no way. Like, there's no way. I'm sorry. Like. If this team adds Tristan Thompson, then it would, it's a clear sign that this team has not learned its lesson. There's no way that Tristan Thompson makes any sense for this team because he's another big that doesn't move his feet. He's an, it's another big that does one thing well and one thing only. This team needs a center that can walk and chew bubble gum. Unfortunately, Tristan Thompson is not at the point where you could say that confidently. So unless we're talking about Tristan Thompson... Oh, and we get Boston's first round pick. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, man, I don't think this makes much sense either, especially if the idea is to get Tristan Thompson while losing Cody Zeller. That doesn't make any sense to me because Cody Zeller is a better basketball player right now. That's somebody that I want. And that might make some people roll their eyes or raise an eyebrow. I'm not exactly sure why, though. Thompson's 30 years old. And this is what Greg Schwartz writes. He's still good enough to be a starter and would be an upgrade over everyone the Hornets have at the position. He's a good screen setter and rebounder and would bring 78 games and counting of playoff experience, including a championship ring with the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers. I want to go back to something he said right there. He's a good screen setter and rebounder. Nada, the word and the phrase screen setter has been used to describe the abilities of one Cody Zeller to much of the people's anger that that's what they're trying to sell to people. Hey, Cody's a good screen setter. It's why he helps out on the basketball court. And then you would be getting rid of that in order to get another person who's only a good screen setter. Not only, but he also says rebounder. You look at the stats. He's not much of a better rebounder than what Cody is. He's not anybody that's going to protect the rim that James Borrego wants. He has an average over uh, uh, an average to block per season in, I think, in a long time. And he's not even anywhere close to that, even if that's not 
not the end-all be-all. He's even shorter than what Cody Zeller is. He's not going to go up and, and protect the rim. It, he doesn't, this is somebody, like these two guys, right? Tristan Thompson and Cody Zeller, their value was back in the day when they could switch and they could move a little bit more frequently and their athleticism came into play by being able to switch on the perimeter. I still think Cody can do that a little, even if his injuries have probably caught up with him along the way. Tristan used to be able to do that too. Like there used to be a lot of value for him, but Cody offensively can do more than what Thompson can. And defensively, Tristan just doesn't bring enough to the table to, to swap these centers out, which is the idea I think of this trade, like that he's some big upgrade at that spot. No. So just the bleach report idea here. I'm not with just like, no, no, exactly. At this point, and more importantly, if we're going to help any team out financially, and me and you were talking about this before this end, before we recorded as well, the team I'm going to talk to is Golden State. They clearly have a need to avoid the repeater tax. Charlotte, again, the Hornets have twenty, almost $30 million in, in salary. What better way to maximize that than to do it by, than via trade and going to say, hey, look, We know that you want to get rid of Andrew Wiggins and get get some sort of cap solvency. How about this? How about we take James Wiseman and maybe one of your bad contracts, even though the only really bad contract is Andrew Wiggins, and and that Minnesota first, and you give us all that, we'll give you Terry Rozier, and we call it a day. I'm okay with that because the Minnesota first, and also this is also contingent on Minnesota finishing outside of the top three and this pick conveying this year. So if you're telling me mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, 11 for Wiseman, the four and Wiggins, that's something I'd be willing to do because this team would get a lot better. But if not, then I'm not really willing to help anybody else out unless you're talking about really giving something up. Yeah, I mean, look, taking on Andrew Wiggins, I I mean, he he did have some nice numbers for Golden State. It's not any contract that I want to be a part of. I also just don't know if a lot of that makes sense for either team, you know, to to, for the Charlotte Hornets or or, or, excuse me, I can't even talk or Golden State to talk to one another and have some serious, you know, uh, some serious heat pick up from from those negotiations or whatever. But yeah, like I, I think when you're trying to bring on some more experience to this team and what Mitch Kupchak talked about, right? Like, I don't know if the Hornets are, they want to get more experience. They want to take that next step. And I'm not saying they wouldn't take a James Wiseman or they wouldn't take first round picks. I'm just saying, I don't know if anything would be enough to materialize from those talks. So if they want the experience and you're, that's even kind of the idea from one Greg Schwartz discussing this with Tristan Thompson, bringing all this playoff experience. How much do you think that really helps this team next year? Not to have somebody that has been in the playoffs so many years and for a, quite a long time to try to then pass that along to some of the younger players on this roster. I would, I would respect it more if we had heard something about Tristan Tom, Thompson's leadership in Cleveland. I, I would respect it a lot more. Unfortunately, we have not heard any of that. So then it's just theoretical playoff experience. It's all relative. So if that's going to be the case, and yo, I'm good on someone like Tristan Thompson because if he's not going to teach in, in the locker room, if he's not going to do the stuff that James Borrego wants out of a center, and we clearly know what that is at this point, 
and Tristan Thompson don't fit it, then what's the point in, in giving up a second rounder for a guy that's not going to play? I think that's that's where I'm at now. Yeah, and, and just even just the idea of getting somebody with with playoff experience, you know, I, I do get that. I do find some kind of value, but it can only help so much. I mean, you know, if, if it's basically going after somebody where his best days are way behind him, I mean, Tristan, I don't know if he was helping what was, yes, a dumpster fire situation once everybody left in Cleveland, but it's not that it's not like Tristan was saving a lot of that. You know, he brings a lot of playoff experience to Boston as well. We'll see how good that is against Brooklyn, right? Like, I just, I don't know what that does with the Charlotte Hornets to help them get over any kind of hump at this stage in his career. And even just not solely focusing on Tristan Thompson, like what other guy could they bring in there that helps out? I, I just, I don't know if, if we need to be making all these moves strictly for experience. And I don't know if that's something Mitch Kupchak is going to do, to be fair. All right, that will uh, conclude this episode of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks again to rockauto.com for supporting the show tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on nba or really any show on the network have a great day we'll be back with you tomorrow hey today on the locked on today podcast the milwaukee bucks left nothing to question on monday night against the miami heat get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anything. Tell them Nada and Walker from the Locked On Hornets podcast sent you. See you all tomorrow.